0: Pulse Podcast Network, keeping your finger on the pulse. Pulse Podcast Network.com. This is the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.
1: Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With Tickflix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TickFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to Tickflix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want, and BAM! It's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TickFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TickFlix. That's TickFlix.com. T I S B L I T Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere.
0: It's episode 87, and a new dawn is upon us. Find out the changes happening on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Also, get some local sports delivered to you, such as Wright State winning both regular season titles in basketball. Who will play in an upcoming senior all-star game in Columbus? Your district winners for girls basketball, and who's playing for districts in boys basketball? And we close out the hockey season in the local area. If it's sports in the Cincinnati and Dayton area, it's here on the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform now for our host lee w Mowen one note before we continue on with episode 87 i'm feeling under the weather so if you're wondering why my voice isn't as alive as it normally is it's not that i don't want to do this podcast i've actually been looking forward to doing this episode actually but i'm under the weather. So today's episode is brought to you by the sinus and congestion and pain pills because my head is hurting. At least the shivers and the wild temperature swings have gone away, so you know, maybe. Just maybe. There's hope for yours truly. Anyway, I hate fluff in the beginning of my podcast, but we're gonna to have to talk a little bit fluff on this episode as you might have noticed, all the episode numbers are gone. And that's because of an email that Apple sent out saying that don't put episode numbers in your title. There's the metadata and everything for that. And then a couple days later, Apple sends an email, which is cut off in mid-sentence, you know, just like the Sopranos where that Oh, right. I still have a podcast to do. Sorry. Anyway, then they come back and say, no, I mean, it's not recommended, but we're not going to boot you off. So, instead of re-adding the episode numbers, I'm just going to, you know, there's going to be a change in how they're labeled on the actual podcast episode. On my website, com, it's still going to be, that. that's not going to change. It's just the actual episode if you listen to the different platforms available, you're not going to see episode so and so and some weird title name that I thought up. And actually, while I'm sticking on the title thought, I'm going to do my best to make it not a stupid title name anymore. And according to a poll which I read on my podcast Twitter, Gem on Queen Crown, I think it was 69% saying that just use an episode name and then use it or make the episode name the main topic that I spend most of my time on. And I was thinking, well, sometimes there's topics that I talk about type of thing for about an equal amount of time. So I might... I'm still kind of planning on the changes here, but I think for this one it'll be the first topic I cover so no episode numbers anymore in the title maybe no stupid title names anymore with interviews lately I just been putting the person that I've interviewed and then interview it's easy you can go to it bam right there type of thing the RSS feed has been changed uh Said goodbye to Feedburner. It's the first thing I did. And now, because everything's on Anchor now, running through Anchor, I has opened up listenership support. Listener support. If you go to anchor.fm slash the Lee W and you feel like I deserve a little bit of support, you can pledge ninety nine cents a month for ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month. You don't have to. I'm still doing this. This is uh this project is a labor of love and it's to show since 9 dating media that continuing to throw my resume in the trash is a huge mistake. So, there you go. And plus, you know, local sports need to be covered. I've also thought about Roman numerals, but then I'm like, uh eh, I don't know that. <laughs> Many. And plus, we're getting close to episode 100. And after that, eh, who wants to see all those? Who wants to see all those letters and everything? So maybe, maybe not. This podcast is still available on pulsepodcastnetwork.com. And the pulse podcast network, folks, they're good people. And there's a lot of topics that are covered on the website you can shop for your favorite podcast stuff which reminds me i need to make a couple things to put in the shop but yeah you can visit the network home of the gem and the queen's crown the cincinnati dayton sports podcast there like i said good people and i really felt like the numbers have jumped up quite nicely since joining I mean they've helped me out a lot with spreading the good word so there you go let's start off with sports fluff only took about mm, a couple minutes so that's not bad and really it's it's important for the podcast it's not like well this sunday i had an ice cream sandwich and it was great then i saw this movie oh we're supposed to be talking about sports now let me talk about something else so something big that's happened at Wright State University and we're not talking about the strike and I'm not putting my thoughts on that is men's and women's basketball taking the regular season titles out of the Horizon League which is a big enough deal for one team but when both your basketball teams do it that's that's a pretty happening year at the old WSU and I'm quite excited because let me tell you about the women's basketball title. It's the first in program history, which is big enough news on its own. But, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, that Green Bay's been, you know, top of the mountain for quite some time. In fact, Green Bay had a streak of 20 straight regular season titles, either shared or won solo by the Phoenix. And in fact, Green Bay Wright State shared it a couple years ago. don't remember which season it was but it, it happened a couple years ago when you're able to play that strong ball and when you're able to go 9-0 and in conference play at home that's huge that's huge It's I mean it. it's an awesome thing when you can knock off someone that's been ruling the top of the mountain for quite some time Green Bay did finish second a game behind Wright State And the trip to Michigan, although Detroit Mercy and Oakland were towards the bottom, eh, they were both interesting games. Then Wright State took both the wins against Detroit Mercy and Oakland for the first solo tile in program history. So congrats go out to the women's basketball Raiders. The men's basketball, they had the dreaded trip to Wisconsin, which is always spelled certain doom and gloom for Wright State. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know Green Bay and Milwaukee are pretty far away from Dayton, Ohio. I mean, you don't need to tell me that, but it's always been, if you can get the sweep up there, you you pretty much, you're pretty much on the way for a title. And I mentioned that Wright State in the past few seasons have had troubles winning at Milwaukee. And I thought it was going to be a Wright State win at Green Bay and possibly a loss at Milwaukee. Turns out it's the exact opposite. Uh, The Raiders lost at Green Bay. The Phoenix have always had an answer in that game when Wright State cut it close. The Raiders shot a ton of threes and I forget what the percentage was, but the Raiders did fall to Green Bay and then won at Milwaukee. Uh, the Panthers did try a last-second three-point attempt to tie it, and it did not fall through. Northern Kentucky swept the Wisconsin trip, as the Norse needed Wright State to fall Milwaukee to take the title for themselves in the number one seed overall. And it turns out that Wright State's Milwaukee win helped share that title between the Raiders and the Norse. So you have two Horizon League regular season champs in Northern Kentucky and Wright State and the Raiders because of Oakland finishing higher the Raiders got the overall number one seed so both teams have had the number one seed and I'm very certain it's the first time at Wright State especially in the Division 1 era starting from 1987-1988 school year it's huge And the Raiders, with this new Motor City Madness adjustment, I guess is the proper term, with that new format that MCM's doing, the top four teams out of the eight that make it 8 out of 10, meaning if you finish ninth or 10th, that's your season. The first four teams in the league will get to host a quarterfinal game before making the trip up north to Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan for Motor City Madness. And both of the quarterfinal games start tonight for Wright State. It's a doubleheader of hoops action. The women will take on the Oakland Golden Grizzlies at 5.30, and the men have the IUPUI Jaguars at 8 o'clock. Go support the Wright State Raiders. Two great teams. Historical season for both. It's going to be a great time at the Nutter Center. So congrats go out to my alma mater Raiders. And let's win the whole darn thing. Wright State, because they're the number one seed, I believe if they don't make it through the tournament, the NIT bid goes to the Raiders. And for the women, it's the WNIT, but same thing applies. As we move on from basketball to hockey for a little bit, as we talk about the 2019 Post-Ohio Districts Tournament in Springfield, Ohio, yours truly got the chance to call all 12 games from the NTPRD Chiller on YouTube. We couldn't stream live because the internet didn't want to really work for us, but we've recorded them, and I'm pretty sure once I start uploading this, I'm going to start uploading the games onto YouTube, so look for that on social media very soon. I was really happy to be bringing the action from the Chiller in Springfield. It's my first time ever there, actually, my first time ever being at the NTPRD Chiller, Downtown Springfield's changed. There's still a lot of old buildings, especially off to the east, but you look towards the north, there's a giant hospital. And I guess the last time I was in Springfield is when Macy's closed because it still looked like Lazarus. I mean, Macy's closed, and now Sears is closing, so that mall is pretty much dead. And last time I was in downtown Springfield, oh boy, I don't know. I don't know. It, I think it was college. So it's it's been a while since I went through Springfield. Anyway, the six teams that were a part of it were Beaver Creek, Alter, Troy, and LaSalle. And then we had two JV squads of youth hockey and the Dayton Stealth and the Indian Hill Rangers. And what the pod is designed to do, it's designed to... You know, give teams a chance to play hockey and remember their careers, not just off a big blowout loss to a strong Columbus team. It's to actually, you know, have a chance to shine one last time before hanging up the skates in high school. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun seeing the local people one more time before hanging up the headset. And the Alter Knights came away with the trophy. Alter played incredibly strong that whole tournament. The first two games, they outscored their opponents 10 nothing and 14 nothing. They tied with Beaver Creek 1-1 and then beat Beaver Creek for the trophy 3-1. to So, yeah, Alter did quite well. In fact, we had two players, at least two that I know of, that broke their school's single season record for goals scored. And that was for Beaver Creek, Mason Mickish with... uh, It was in the 50s on both accounts. And for Alter, it was Luke Dinkins. And Dinkins hoping to get to 60. I think he might have got to 59, maybe 60. But it's cool when you can break your school's record. For Beaver Creek... It was a record that wasn't that old. It was a couple of years back for Ethan Green. And for Alter, I'm not sure who the last... Actually, no, I do remember. Joe Hammerley, Which, again, a night that's not too far back in history, I think. Last year was his senior year. But it was really cool to see that. And it's really cool to see hockey for 12 more times before hanging up the headset i loved it and i know the whole point was to bring competitive hockey to the area one last time although there were some games that ended up in blowouts but all six teams played hard that's all you can really ask for and gave everyone a show real good hockey at a real good price as well a real nice rink too the weird thing about the NTPRD Chiller is there's one sheet of ice, whereas your chillers in Columbus have at least two, and normally on your measuring, you can walk behind, and then there's the other rink right there, so it was a little different, but still a lovely place and still nice to be able to call those games. I'll have them upload on YouTube shortly, and follow me on social media to find out when that is. And now it's time to talk about ice hockey playoffs. I mentioned this while waiting for the championship game on Sunday. And it's Dublin Jerome representing Columbus once again. The Celtics defeated Olin Tangi Liberty one to nothing. Really close game. Always a fun battle between the Celtics and Patriots. And double Jerome will have University School, who pulled off a 2-1 upset over number one Gilmore Academy. Gilmore Academy's been the number one team in the state for about all season. Actually, they are tied for first with St. Ignatius. So that's Columbus versus Kent District winner, and the winner of that will play for the state champ. The semifinals are Saturday. The championship game is Sunday. And next week, I'll tell you who won the whole kit and caboodle. St. Ignatius looking for four straight titles in hockey. It'll be played at Nationwide. And speaking of Nationwide Arena, there's an All-Star game coming to you as well. It is the 2019 Senior All-Star game. And it is seniors that are picked by the organization. It will be South and west versus north and east. For south and west, you have Cincinnati and Dayton, but you also have it extended to Toledo and Finley. So think, I don't want to tell you west of I-71, but think, yeah, west, east. That's probably the easiest thing to say. For your local schools count, you have nine players represented from Cincinnati and Dayton, 11 from Columbus and five from Toledo. And Moeller led the Sinday count with three. Centerville has two. One each for St. Xavier, Elder, Alter, and Talawanda. And your list is as follows. Your three goalies will be Anthony Wayne's Sam Thomas, Dublin Jerome's Mark Bishop, and St. Xavier's Bailey Hammonds. And that's a big honor for Bailey Hammonds. The Bombers have won three straight uh, Swashel titles, uh, uh, tournament titles I should say and you know why because Hammonds is definitely that cornerstone of the Bombers team plays exceptionally well and I don't believe I really saw Hammonds take a loss with the exception of Springboro but that's a non-conference still in conference this year Hammonds and the Bombers were undefeated so very big honor for Bailey and very well deserved honor for Bailey Hammonds we'll now talk about the defensemen from Moeller Shea Black from Sylvania Northview in the Toledo area Tyler Frederick Columbus Academy with Gunnar Geiger Dublin Jerome Ryan Jenkins back to Sylvania Northview with Trevor Klee you have Craig Lutwin with Olentangy Liberty Reed Perry of Finley and from Centerville Josh Seabacher and we'll talk about the Fords there's a lot of them so hold on to your hats Nick Augustine of Dublin Jerome, Trent Belly of Dublin Jerome, Luke Dinkins of Alter, the captain of the Knights, Matt Larkin for Elder, and Matt's representation in this All-Star game is just the fourth time that an Elder senior has been picked to play. Very, very well-deserved honor for Larkin. From Centerville, Drew Schemmel, and from Thomas Worthington, Nick Schreiner, Toledo, St. Francis, Nathan Shelnick. Talawanda has Josh Schrader. Moeller has Drew Toten from Upper Arlington. Hunter Triplett, Columbus Academy, Cole Walker, Jordan Walter of Moeller, J.P. Weaver of Dublin Jerome, and Gabe Zipser of Olin Tangy. That's your list of the entire roster of Southwest. Like I mentioned, well-deserved honors for all the group. And following Seebacher and Schemmel's career, my three years covering Elks hockey, very well-deserved. Schemmel, unconscious again. I don't know what his final goal tally was, but I can tell you, yeah, it, he had a tremendous career at Centerville. And Josh Seebacher, very strong defenseman, Wanted two senior defensemen on that blue line for the Elks. Definitely well-deserved as well. Zeebacher reached his 100th career point with the Elks this season. Schemmel his 200th. If we look at the other teams, I mentioned Matt Larkin being only the fourth Elder Panther to play in this. It was a very rough year for Elder, but I can tell you Matt Larkin, definitely a special talent on that team. And definitely when Elder had their stronger teams in the past two seasons before this season began, Ron Larkin, Matt Larkin, and Matt Mahan. that line was dangerous so congrats go out to all of them like I mentioned I saw Luke Dinkins break the school record for single season goals scored definitely well-deserved honor great two-way player great speed great handle of the puck so it was great to see Dinkins get it Josh Schrader scored his 100th goal with Talawanda in his career this year well-deserved honor for Schrader I mentioned Bailey Hammonds Shea Black solid defenseman bowler the longest lasting team in the Sunday area and state playoffs. And Dublin Jerome well represented, five Celtics on that list, but when you're playing in the final four in the state, it's kinda of warranted. For Columbus, I mentioned Dublin Jerome with five, but it's real spread out after this. Upper Arlington, Thomas Worlington, Olentangy, and Olentangy Liberty with one apiece, and Columbus Academy, their first year as a program, with two. For Toledo, Northview had two, Finley with one, Uh, St. Francis with one, and Anthony Wayne with one. And again for the Sunday area, Moeller with three to lead the area, Centerville two, and one for Talawanda, Alter, Elder, and St. Xavier. Congrats go out to those seniors. They will be playing... This Saturday, March the 9th at Nationwide Arena, it is free admission and you can bid those seniors one final hurrah as they play at the NHL home of the Blue Jackets and soon to be the AFL home of the Columbus Destroyers. And while wrapping up the Senior All-Star Game, it's time to take a break here on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. This is Lee W. Mallon of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Are you looking for something new in fantasy sports? The All Sports League is a 10-person online draft where you pick two full teams instead of players from eight different sports for a 16-team roster. It goes like this. If you get the first pick, would you go with the Golden State Warriors, pick the World Series defending Boston Red Sox, or head to the Gridiron thinking that Clemson repeats or Alabama knocks them off? Online drafts start on June 16th, but spots are filling up quickly. Come check it out at allsportsleague.com. This is for listeners of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Use the promo code PULSE and the number 1 and get $10 off. Again, that's PULSE and the number 1 to get $10 off. Sign up today and get to work with your new challenge of learning the rules and creating your very own big board like never before. We'll see you there at allsportsleague.com, promo code PULSE1. We'll continue with part two of episode 87 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, after these messages.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research and podcastinsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college educated. But most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. I'll say it one more time. Marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. And we hope to hear from you soon.
0: And going back to the pod tournament after those lovely words. I have the results here. I forgot to mention those. I'm sorry. But your first day, March the 1st, had Alter defeating the Dayton Stealth JV squad 10 nothing. You had Indian Hill defeating Troy 11-1. And for the last game, Beaver Creek took down LaSalle 4-2. to Our second day, Saturday, had six results. And Alter defeated Troy 14 nothing. The Dayton Stealth defeated LaSalle 6-3. A one one tie between Beaver Creek and Alter. The Dayton Stealth handed Indian Hill a heartbreaking three to two loss as the Stealth scored the game winning goal, twelve seconds left in regulation. LaSalle took down Troy nine to three, and Beaver Creek handled Indian Hill six to two. That set up Sunday. For fifth place, Troy got some revenge by knocking off LaSalle two to one. The Dayton Stealth handed Indian Hill a four to one loss. And for first place, Alter defeated Beaver Creek 3-1. Like I mentioned, very fantastic tournament. It's focused on giving the local OHSAA and USA Hockey teams a fun and competitive way to close out their season. And for many of the local teams, the last game of the season is a lopsided match against a much higher ranked team. And the pod was designed to kind of help you know, take that sting away and have a couple more games in the finale of their careers. Definitely love it. The Academy Hockey Club, they are growing hockey. They have the fall league and also the Nuggs, which is short for a Dayton Golden Nuggets historically, but it's also like a nice select team as well for the fall. So definitely a lovely tournament. It is sad that my next broadcast won't be until November. I'm four shy of 1,100. That's telling you how many games I do in a hockey season. I reached a 1,000 in November, the first regular season tournament. And now I'm just about at 1,100. And that will do it for hockey, except real quick... A shout out to the Northern Kentucky Norse as they won the state title in Louisville. They took down the Ice Cards of Louisville Metro five to four for the trophy. Also, head coach Jamie Antello, a good friend, and also hopefully yours too. He's the coach of the year in the KHSHL. So congrats go out to Coach Antello and the Norse. Some nice hard work coming up to Crescent Springs definitely well-deserved young team and that future is bright for nky so congrats go out to the norse and again there's no connection with nku and northern kentucky norse except the name and now we'll talk on basketball we'll start off with girls basketball as we have district champions congrats go out to the following in southwest ohio for division one you have the centerville Elks. The Walnut Hills Eagles out of Cincinnati, Mount Notre Dame out of Cincinnati, and Mercy McAuley, which used to be two separate schools, Mother of Mercy and McAuley. They are your Division I district champs. For Division Two, you have the Franklin Wildcats, the Valley View Spartans, by the way, Franklin Valley View Southwestern Buckeye League foes, and they will tangle again to move on to the playoffs, and also in Division 2, the Carroll Patriots. For Division 3, you have the Waynesville Spartans, the Versailles Tigers, and the Purcell Marion Cavaliers. For Division 4, you have the Redskins of Fort Laramie, the Legacy Christian Academy Knights, and the Tri-Village Patriots. Congrats go out to all those squads as we'll look at the regional semifinal schedule. And it's starting tonight at Springfield High School. First for Division 2, it's Franklin Valley View at 6.15. And you have the Battle of Carroll. At 8 o'clock, it is Bloom Carroll, which is around the central Ohio area, taking on Dayton Carroll. And for Division 1, tomorrow, Wednesday, March 6th, this is at Kettering Fairmont, Mercy McAuley versus Mount Notre Dame and Centerville Walnut Hills, and at Springfield for Division Three also tomorrow, Wednesday, March sixth. Waynesville vs. Sales, Purcell, Marion, Amanda, Clare Creek, for Division Four. You have Tri Village versus Minster and Fort Loramie versus Legacy Christian. This is at Butler High School, Thursday, March seventh. So congrats go out to the girls basketball team still alive, still playing for. The state title, go get them! Represents Cincinnati and Dayton with all the class, and now we'll talk about boys basketball because the districts have not been decided yet. I think there have been a couple wins, though we'll talk about Division One, and we'll start off with Cincinnati One. That's a great place to start. I believe Winton Woods wins the Cincinnati One bracket. They'll take on Archbishop Moeller. Remember the Crusaders looking to go 26-0 for the first time since, what was it, the 1995 Zanesville Blue Devils team? Being undefeated, going wire-to-wire undefeated for a state title. Winton Woods Moeller, Saturday, March 9th at UD Arena. Winton Woods got there by knocking off Turpin 53-52, coming off a 62-50 win against Fairfield, and a 59-44 win against Lakota West. Turpin got to the game against Winton Woods by knocking off Mount Healthy 39, and the Owls moved forward by 62-57 win over Loveland. I know that was kind of backwards, so forgive me. That's the Lakota West High School, Cincinnati 1 bracket. Again, Winton Woods Moeller play Saturday, March 9th at UD Arena. For Cincinnati 2, this is also at Lakota West, Mason will represent Cincy 2 after knocking off the Milford Eagles 60-50. Mason got a first-round bye, knocking off Withrow 54-37. Withrow moved on by beating Northwest by 2, 41-39. Milford started off first round with a 55-37 win over Harrison and a 59-49 OT win over LaSalle. Moving down towards Cincinnati 3, again Mason taking the Cincinnati 2 bracket. For Cincinnati three, you have Lakota East knocking off Princeton 5243. The Lakota East Thunderhawks knocked off Little Miami 5522 to move on. Lakota East has Kettering Fairmont Saturday, March 9th at UD Arena. Mason has Centerville March 9th at UD Arena, by the way. I'm sorry I did not mention that. Little Miami got off the great start of the tournament. They knocked off their closest rival in the Kings Knights 45-44. It's a close match between the Knights and the Panthers but then Little Miami had no answer for 15-5 Lakota East now 17-5. For Princeton, their route had a 52-31 win starting off with 2-18 Anderson and then knocking off St. X 57-55 for falling to Lakota East 52-43 and Cincinnati 3. Lakota East has Fairmont at UD Arena March 9th. For Cincinnati 4, this was held at Hamilton High School. It is Elder who went 10-10 and 10 in the regular season. They're catching fire at the right time. They knocked off Sycamore 56-42. Elder got a 47-40 win over Edgewood and a 43-41 OT win over Oak Hills. Sycamore, they got a 53-47 win over Walnut Hills a A five seed upset for the Aves, who also came in 10 and 10 as well, and knocked off 12 and 8 Hamilton, 47 44. Elder will take on Springfield at UD Arena, March 9th at UD Arena. For Cincinnati 5 at Fairfield High School, Archbishop Moeller. And again, the Crusaders, now 23 and 0, they'll take on Winton Woods Saturday, March 9th. They knocked off Coleraine 67-51 to set up a battle with the Crusaders and Winton Woods Warriors. Archbishop Mola shut down Middletown 60-32 and then Talawanda 58-17 before knocking off the Coleraine Cardinals who got a first round bye and moved on after a 51-48 win over Western Hills who moved on after knocking off Western Brown 62-35. And again, Mola has Winton Woods. This is Dayton 1. And the Centerville Elks picked up a nice 63-51 win over Xenia to take on the Mason Comets at UD Arena. Originally, this was supposed to be at Centerville High School, but if you're playing, you can't be in your own bracket. So that's why they moved it to Tropwood. The Elks, like I mentioned, 63-51 winners over Xenia and the Buccaneers. who have Samari Curtis, who... An outstanding season with the Buccaneers, and we'll be moving on to play with the Cincinnati Bearcats. Can't wait to see what he can do. The Bucks came off a 76-74 OT win over Miamisburg, and the Vikings moved on after knocking off Lebanon 60-51. For the Elks, they started off with a 64-29 win over Piqua and a 79-45 crushing of the Northmont Thunderbolts. Centerville has Mason Saturday. So we move on to Dayton 2. These are were at Centerville, with the exception of the first round. Tropwood held them. It is Fairmont knocking off Wayne, 51-43. That happened last night. And now the Firebirds of Fairmont have Lakota East. Fairmont... They started off in the first bracket, knocking off Franklin's, 72-36, and then Vandalia Butler 64-53. Very important senior class for Butler. I think first time ever in Aviator Hoops history. They had, what was it, three or four straight 20-win seasons. Definitely, definitely very strong for Butler. Very, very important win for Fairmont. Very big wins for Fairmont. And very good wins for Fairmont. So Fairmont knocked off Franklin first, then Vandalia Butler, and then Wayne to take on Lakota East this Saturday. Wayne on the other side. They start off with a 72-42 win over their neighbors to the south and the Stebbins Indians, and a 53-49 win over Gewokfo Beaver Creek. And we'll move on down to Dayton 3. This is held at Vandalia Butler High School. Can I just say, though, going back to Arcanum National Trail, calling that game on TGR, I've only been at Butler to help announce the Greater Miami Valley Wrestling Association Holiday Tournament. Seeing a basketball court there. Wait, where's the mats? What, what, what is this setup? Dayton 3, held at Butler High School, and Springfield moves on by knocking off Sydney 65-60. The Wildcats... Got a 40 point win over neighboring Tecumseh, 65 26. Actually, that would be 39 point, not 40 points. That's my vision. Thinking that was a five for some reason. Sorry. And Springfield knocked off Troy, 67 43, to set up the five point win over the Yellow Jackets. And the Wildcats have the Elder Panthers at UD Arena. Sydney on the other side, a first round win over Carroll, 48 35. And a six point win over Springboro 68-62. And that's your Division 1 brackets. We'll now talk about Division 2. It's hard to believe that basketball's winding down. Ice hockey's gonna end this Sunday. And, you know, we're now talking about spring. Sure doesn't feel like spring. I think it's like eight degrees outside. Brr. It will be the Aiken Falcons representing Mason 1. Again, this is Division 2 at Mason. And Thursday, March 7th at UD Arena, it will be Alter and Aiken in the Battle of the A's. Not to be confused with A. So Aiken defeated Wyoming 65-56 to move on. A very impressive win over the Cowboys. Aiken started off with a 75-49 win over Wilmington and then knocked off Archbishop McNicholas 55-47 on the other side of the bracket, the Cowboys were coming off 72-55 wins over Summit Country Day, 59-44 win over Roger Bacon before falling to the Aiken Falcons. Again, Aiken Alter will be played Thursday, March 7th at UD. For Mason 2, it is the Taft Senators moving on. They'll take on the Northridge Polar Bears after defeating the Big Red of Hughes 81-71. Taft got a 64-26 win over Bactavia to set up the battle with New Richmond, and the Senators dispatched the Lions 79-45 before taking on Hughes and moving on to play Northridge this Thursday. For Hughes, they were coming off a 59-48 win over Indian Hill for starting off with a very convincing 72-18 win over Norwood in the Indians. Now we move on to Springfield 1 in Division 2. Northridge, like I mentioned, will take on Taft. They dispatched the Raiders of Benjamin Logan, sixty-five thirty-four. The Polar Bears knocked off Graham by three, 59-56, to move on take on Kenton Ridge, who had a first-round bye, and the Polar Bears were on top, 54-46. For the Raiders, they had a first-round bye and the number two seed, they knocked off Urbana, 69-54, who, before that, the Hill Climbers knocked off Springfield Shawnee, 6449. Again, Norridge Chaff Thursday, March seventh. And for Springfield too, it's Trotwood Madison knocking off 95 9538. And the Rams now 21-2. They'll take on Thurgood Marshall in a great battle of Dayton there. Thursday, March seventh. Your bracket looked like this. Trotwood knocked off Bell Fountain, 8727. And then Greenville, Windless Greenville, eighty-three thirty-eight before taking on Meadowdale, who knocked off Northwestern seventy-six forty-six, and Meadowdale edged out Tippecanoe forty-five forty-four. Again, Dropwood, Thurgood Marshall, Thursday, March 7th. We continue on with Division 2. This is at Trent Arena, named Trent 1. Normally, it'd just be called Kettering. But, Thurgood Marshall will take on Trotwood Madison, as you just heard. The Cougars are coming off a 67-53 win over Hamilton Baden. Thurgood Marshall knocked off Bellbrook by 40, 78-38. Clinton Massey, 68-51. Baden coming off 54-33 wins over Ponix Tech and 65-55 win over Oakwood. Again, Thurgood Marshall, Trotwood Madison Thursday, March 7th. And now we move on to Trent two. It is Archbishop Alter taking on Aiken as the Knights knocked off Bishop Fenwick seventy one fifty two. Alter knocked off West Carrollton first ninety-two fifty eight, then Chaminade Julian sixty-one thirty five. Bishop Fenwick came off a fifty thirty five win over Valley View and the sixty thirty-nine win over Monroe. And that's your division two bracket. Again, sorry about the voice. It has to happen when, you know college baseball season is supposed to swing up more on that later because it's not happening today which might be nice i can rest my voice after this division three western brown one and redding knocking off georgetown 66 45 will take on sales sunday march 10th at ud arena georgetown just one game before the redding battle and they knocked off north college hill 50 38 the g-men did redding had a first-round buy as well. They knocked off Cincinnati Country Day 59-42. And Cincinnati Country Day knocked off Claremont Northeastern to set up the Reading and CCD game 67-44. Western Brown, 2 has Clark Montessori taking on Anna at UD Arena Sunday, March 10th. And it starts off like this. Clark defeated Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 51-42. And again, it's Anna Clark Montessori, Sunday, March 10th. Now we move on to Princeton 1, Division 3. It's Deer Park coming off a 50, 15-7 regular season. season. They knocked off Fayetteville-Perry, 78-51. Then knocked off Seven Hills, 59-44 to take on Stivers, Sunday, March 10th at UD Arena. In Princeton 2, it's Purcell Marion knocking off Blanchester, 72-32 to take on national trail. Now on to Northmont 1. Versailles edged out Brookville 48-46. That is a pair of very impressive wins for the Tigers. They'll take on Reading. Versailles coming off a 53-45 win over Twin Valley South. I was listening to that game before my Arcanum national trail call. And the Panthers a very good season for TVS but could not hold off a very strong Versailles team. And sales, knocked off Brookville by two. Very impressive team as well. That's a pair of very solid wins for Versailles. They got Reading, Northmont two, Anna. They knocked off Preble Shawnee, seventy five thirty two. Take on Clark Montessori. We'll move on to Butler one. Again, National Trail. They defeat Arcanum, fifty six thirty eight. But they also knocked off Middletown Madison, which most local people would tell you. Masson was probably one of the stronger teams in Division Three. National Trail took down the Mohawks 52-38 to set up a battle with Purcell Marion Sunday, March 10th at UD Arena. Very impressive win. National Trail has caught on fire. Congrats go out to the Blazers. And we'll look at Butler II. It is Stivers representing that bracket. They knocked off Waynesville 63-54. And that's your Division 3 brackets. And lastly, Division 4 on the way. We'll start off with Piqua 1. It's Fort Loramie edging out in Sonia 33-23 to take on Cincinnati Christian Friday, March Day at UD Arena. Piqua 2 has Jackson Setter edging out Rushi 46-45. Yes, I know it's spelled Russia, but it's Rushi. Trust me. And Versailles is spelled like Versailles, but it's pronounced Versailles. Don't ask. So Jackson Center will take on Franklin Monroe Friday at UD Arena as we move on to Cincinnati 1. By the way, that was Pickwell 1 and 2 I just mentioned. Cincinnati 1 has Cincinnati Christian knocking off Miami Valley Christian 55-50 to take on Fort Loramie Friday. And New Miami moves on against Gamble Montessori 48-47 take on Springfield Catholic Central and the Irish. For Troy 1, it is Frankel Monroe knocking off Newton in another battle of the Cross County Conference, 58-52. The Jets have Jackson Center. Springfield Catholic Central moves on from Troy 2 after a 62-57 win over Emmanuel Christian in Springfield. The Irish will take on the new Miami Vikings, and that is your boys' basketball bracket update. There's a lot, and we will see how their season continues on very very impressive and very very sad we're getting this close to the end of winter sports it's not so sad when we're getting to the end of winter weather because i'm tired of the cold and i would like some sun out there there's some sun now but it's super cold i'm not going outside especially with this voice so now we move on from the hockey rink and the basketball court to indoor football and you know how excited I am about the Columbus Destroyers coming back. They don't have the same color scheme. It is more an Oakland Raiders color scheme. Think of the first Columbus Destroyers logo and how beautiful it was. Red and blue, just like the Blue Jackets colors. Now picture that in grayscale. Same logo. It's a little bit cleaned up. The font's a little different on the logo, but uh very nice. And I'm very excited to see what these Destroyers can do. First signing for Columbus, and they have picked up defensive back Varma Sani on the first day of the free agency period, a veteran of five AFL seasons, two-time first-team all-arena selection as a defensive back, and finished in the top five in tackles with the Albany Empire. Matthew Salk, the head coach of the Destroyers, very excited to make him the first signing Columbus. Very fortunate to sign him in 2014 when Portland had a squad. He's been starring star in the AFL ever since. Plays the middle as a corner, as good as anyone in the league, and for him to sign with us shows the amount of trust he has with Columbus to put a winning product in Nationwide from day one. And Sonny adds, Columbus is a football town. The fan base is as good as any in the league, and he's also looking forward to play with Coach Sock again and Sonny is 28 years old received first team all arena honors as a rookie after making 86 tackles and picking off 9 passes in 17 games for the Portland Thunder back in 2014 his efforts led him contracts with Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Browns of the NFL before coming back to the Thunder in 2015 also with the Orlando Predators and Baltimore Brigade he played his collegiate ball at University of Northern Iowa. Second team all Missouri Valley member following his senior season in 2012. Big sighting and the Destroyers picking a defensive back with his career in the AFL. It should be a very nice stop. Now of course, indoor football, it's 8-on-8, eight eight, not 11-on-11. 11 11. And most of the time you see passes. If you see runs, you have a big boy carrying the ball. But I like that signing. And it says Columbus is serious about, you know, making a defensive team than focusing on the offense. You can follow Columbus on Instagram at AFL Destroyers, on Twitter AFL Destroyers, and on Facebook at AFL Destroyers. And also there's a little blurb here you can put twenty five dollars down for season tickets for the destroyers. Like I said, can't wait. Hopefully it's you know broadcast somewhere where I can watch and see how the destroyers do in their return to Columbus, Ohio. And speaking of Columbus, this past weekend was the first weekend of the MOS season. How did the crew and FC Cincinnati do? One team fared better than the other, and that's all I'm going to say about that. No, I'm just kidding. We'll start off with Columbus, because it is a very big deal that the crew are staying put in Ohio, because Anthony Precourt wanted nothing to do with Columbus, and I mentioned all the steps that the crew new owners are doing to bring the fans back in. I don't remember what the official tally was in terms of attendance, but it was a little under 18,000. A little under 18,000 coming out. And that's one of the highest attendances for crew SC. And it's definitely never reached that high with pre-court, you know, running the reins. It tells you that pre-court did not care one lick about Columbus, which is sad. The crew are on 97.1 FM. I believe that's what I said. Also they have a Spanish stream, which it used to be mega ninety two point five or something like that. And now I think it's just a stream, but they have a Spanish broadcast as well, and they're on T V at FS Ohio. Which like I mentioned it's that's a great deal because you can see crew and I think that's one up on F C Cincinnati's deal because again, FC Cincinnati's on Star Sixty Four, which is a regional channel in Cincinnati. Whereas FS Ohio, if you have, you know, cable or satellite, you should get that channel. So the crew tied with the Red Bulls 1 1 and FC Cincinnati fell at Seattle four to one, although FC Cincinnati did get their first goal and led 1-0 until the Sounders pounded three. In the first half, and one more in the second to take the deal. There was someone that posted on Twitter that FC Cincinnati fans wanted in the MLS, and then once they saw what it was going to be like, let us out, let us out. Which, no, come on. It, it's a tough start to the schedule. Seattle on the road, a well established program. Yeah. So, not a bad start for the Columbus Crew, one draw. And for FC Cincinnati, yeah, you don't want to lose by three, but at the same time, you're in the MLS. Things are going to take baby steps. You're not going to... You're not. If you're expecting to hoist a cup in the first year, you might want to curb your enthusiasm, but it's baby steps. And it's a marathon, not a full-on sprint. So it was nice to see soccer back in action. It was also nice in Springfield. It was the last day of the tournament. Columbus was taken on Winnipeg. and those are the two teams I like the most. Well, by like I mean, I like Winnipeg a lot and I really really happy to see the Jets very successful these past two seasons and Columbus, well, it's a love hate relationship. mostly, I hate the fact that Columbus can't you know win or you know you know win a playoff series. Of all the ads that Columbus did, you'd think that they they're all in, but you lost to Edmonton four nothing in a Saturday afternoon game, which I'm still shocked about. The Oilers, it's been a rough year for them. Whereas Winnipeg, I get it. It's that's a competitive team, so I I'm not mad. I mean, like I said, Jets and Blue Jackets, I I, I like those two teams. So. It was nice to listen to it on 97.1 until I got into Fairborn. Then it just became too staticky and I had to turn it off, which made me sad because there's you know there wasn't any local sports going on in Dayton. At least any to talk about, I guess. So, there you go. That would do it. That's episode 87 in the books and we covered a lot of local Sunday sports for you here. And one final note before we bid you adieu this week. College baseball does start this week, but not today. I might have dropped that hint a little earlier. But the schedule's changed a little bit. Now it's Thursday. The Flyers will host Purdue-Fort Wayne. And then Friday, the Flyers host Ohio. And then a doubleheader Saturday against Canisius. And at Wright State Sunday, it's Canisius-Ohio at 11. And Wright State-Dayton at 3. So definitely, definitely prepare for college baseball and also hopefully warmer weather on the way. This has been episode 87 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Again, visit PulsePodcastNetwork.com, the network that this podcast is affiliated with. Again, good people doing good things. And also... If you do feel like chipping in money per month, it's anchor.fm slash the Lee W. Mallon. And if you want, you can participate in listener support. And you don't have to, like I mentioned, but if you want to, it is there. This has been the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Hopefully next week, my voice is back at 100%. But until then... Keep on following Cincinnati and Dayton Sports. Pulse Podcast Network. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton Sports podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson, from freepd.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W Mallon, spelled T H E L E E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, the Gem on the Queen's Crown. For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday sports podcast, please visit theleewmawan.com slash podcast Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit the w. and click contact me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.